Jalasi, welcome to Jugaway, your only way podcast about current matters important to the Epic Witnawa Mi'kmaq. Gwe, Delawisi Sean Doak. Hello, my name is Sean Doak. I'm a proud member of the Lennox Island First Nation and Media Relations Officer with Olnawe. Welcome to Jugaway. I'm your host, and today I am speaking with Olnawe Engagement Officer Kiara Labob about Ninak Nogama. We're going to discuss why this work is so important for the Epikwitnawa Mi'kmaq, what it means, where we're at right now, and some goals for the future. So before we get into it, I'll say Walalan, thank you, Kiara, for being here today. Really appreciate it. Quay, thank you, Sean. I am happy to be here. <laughs> I can tell you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kiara, I've spoken with Sabrina on the podcast uh, previously uh, about Ninak Nogama, but I think it's great to always um, be talking about Ninak Nogama, checking in on where things are at. And, you know, there are still a lot of people who don't know very much about it, what it is. So, I think as a first point uh, to start off uh, and jump in, as a refresher, and for those who maybe don't know, what is Ninak Nogama and what does it mean? Yeah, so Ninak Nogama means me and my relations. It's a process by which we, the Abigwitnawa Mi'kmaq, and not the federal and provincial governments, determine who can exercise Aboriginal treaty rights here in PEI. The work we're focused on is asking the Mi'kmaq PEI, what does it mean to be Mi'kmaq? Who do we consider family? And when our treaty rights say our heirs and the heirs of our heirs forever, what does that mean to us? We ask this question because Olnoy's mission is to address the historic and current imbalances between Mi'kmaq and non-Mi'kmaq people in PEI. This includes the implementation of our treaty rights, but we can't implement our rights if we don't know who has the right to access these rights. That makes sense. So for this, we need a process that explains who is Mi'kmaq, because with rights, we have responsibilities. We are proud of our treaties and our culture, and only the Mi'kmaq through our treaties can access these rights. So saying that, it is important to create a process like Ninak Nogma mm-hmm. to protect this while at the same time maintaining our duty to ensure that Mi'kma'ki is protected and cared for as well. Mm-hmm. That's of the utmost importance, I would say. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned implementation of our rights. So what do you mean when we say implementation of our rights? Yeah, so when we speak about um, implementation of our rights, we are focused on the rights listed in the Peace and Friendship Treaties. An example of which would be who has the right to hunt and fish in PEI. To determine this, we need to establish a process to determine who is Mi'kmaq. Mm-hmm. No easy feat. And so how does Ninak Nogama relate to Aboriginal and treaty rights implementation? Yeah, so going back to the first point, um, Ninak Nogama is a process by which the Mi'kmaq PEI decide who can access Aboriginal treaty rights in PEI. So this comes back to asking Abigwitnawa Mi'kmaq who is Mi'kmaq? Mm, right. And I've spoken with Sabrina, as I mentioned uh, before, on the podcast, and I know she's kind of overseeing the project uh, as a policy analyst, and she's helping kind of develop the process with um, input, of course, all the way through the community. Uh, and your role has been newly created. So what are your responsibilities uh, in this work as engagement officer? 
Yeah, so in, as the engagement officer, my role is to listen to the community, um, ensure that they have a good understanding of the NENAC NOGMA process and what it entails, and bring back their opinions, concerns, and thoughts to own the way so they can move forward based on the recommendations of the Mi'kmaq of PEI. Mm-hmm. And talking about where things are at right now, um, well, I guess, yeah, where are things at right now with Ninoc Nogama? Um, right now, we are focusing on educating the community on what the Ninoc Nogama process is, how this work will benefit the Mi'kmaq of PEI, and all related terminology. So for right now until the fall time, we are focusing on, um, yeah, educating by attending events. So we just came from the Abigail Maui Omi this past, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Feels like it was just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, that went great. And we'll be at St. Anne's Sunday. Um, we'll be at Lennox Island Powwow, Pamir Powwow, and we are also doing um, presentations with organizations across Abiguit and as well as attending youth groups and mm-hmm. um, just having some conversations with them as well. Yeah, you're very busy lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of off the cuff, but how have they been going so far? Have What have people been saying? Um, it's been going good. Um, there's, it, it was our first event mm-hmm. out. And, we had, we had some technical difficulties with our banners, but when people did come up to our table, they were interested in, like, knowing, like, what, what we were doing here, um, what we were talking about, and it was nice to see that there was definitely some interest in um, um, acknowledging the process and, mm-hmm. and what it means and why we're talking about this yeah why we're doing it yeah why we're doing it why my rights are important and Mm -hmm. why it's important to define who can exercise them for sure and i know that there have been two previous rounds of engagement uh, on this work so how is this upcoming round of engagement different yeah so through this engagement phase we're hoping by reaching people they can help create conversations and dialogue within their homes and families and spread the message um, we did mail-outs and reading materials in the first and second round, but they weren't reaching people, so we're trying to get in the community and be more um, present and having those conversations. Um, more interactive. Yeah, more interactive yeah. so they can like see in person. Yeah, who's doing the work? Have a conversation face-to-face about yeah, it. So yeah, so they can get more familiar with me and a little... Right. A little more comfortable. Yeah, as they should. Yeah, and we're also focused on youth, but when we say youth, we aren't excluding anybody. We yeah. will engage with all of Epigot Noamigma, but our target audience is is youth. Not our only audience, but it's our target audience, and um, we just think that they are great educators and they make great community champions. Um, and if you've ever talked to any youth like they tend to um when they hear something they want to like tell their friends their families which is great because they're kind of helping we're educating them and engaging with them but they're also helping us educate other people Mm -hmm. by going um and spreading it around as well spreading the word exactly 
We are also focused on ensuring everyone has a shared foundation of the terminology, in particular understanding the difference between band member, citizenship, and beneficiary, so that individuals know what our scope of work is. So a band member relates to programs and services status Indians receive from the band under the Indian Act, where citizenship talks about moving beyond the Indian Act, and a beneficiary relates to who is Mi'kmaq and determining who has the right to exercise our Aboriginal treaty rights. It's really important to make the distinction between these terms because work related to band membership and citizenship relates to band governance. Mm-hmm. It is not our job to say what needs to be done in Lennox Allen or Apquit in terms of who their band members are or if how they should move beyond the Indian Act. Our mandate is specifically about who has a right to exercise Aboriginal treaty rights. Basically, this does not mean our work may not be useful to the communities if they want to apply this work to band membership, but it is really important that community members understand what our work relates to mm-hmm. is rights implementation. So, for example, who has a right to hunt wild game? Or There's so much of it here in PEI. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah, moose. But and... there is. <laughs> the, I mean, other game to hunt, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, or harvest sweetgrass in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Or like a moderate livelihood fishery. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so really focusing on making sure everybody's on the same page about yes. this work and, and kind of the language because that's used in relation to this work because there yeah, are some definitions. For sure. We want to minimize yeah. as much confusion yeah. as possible and make sure that everyone has a clear understanding yeah. of, of what the process is and why it's important mm-hmm. and why it benefits Abigail yeah. Omigma. Fair enough. It's hard to engage people if they don't know what you're doing. For sure. <laughs> um, so how will you be conducting engagement, uh, what will that look like? Yeah, so in the last two rounds, we discussed the terminology and the work through mail-outs, social medias, and podcasts. When you get to learn about it, it is, like, really Mm -hmm. exciting stuff. So what we're trying to do is captivate people's interest and get them to want to participate. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, we have so much information coming to us, it's about trying to find ways to pique people's interests. In the previous rounds of engagement, we had interviews, focus groups, and had really engaging conversations. But if people don't have that shared foundation on what it is we are talking about, then someone could be talking about how the sky is blue when I think they're talking about how blue the ocean is, Mm -hmm. for example. Yeah, they're not on the same page. No, not at all. What we're doing differently this time is focusing on only on educating first Mm -hmm. on the process and the key terms through engagement we're trying to find ways to make it more interactive through games by having booths at community events with our information like a little fun activity some draws Um, and we're focused on ensuring everyone has a shared foundation of the terminology in particular Understanding the difference between band member, citizenship, and beneficiary so that individuals know what our scope of work is. Mm, yeah, that's hugely helpful. I know even when I first was learning about the terms and stuff, I didn't quite get the difference mm-hmm. between those th- three terms you just mentioned. So why is this work so important? How will it support Mi'kmaq rights holders, per se? Yeah, so there's 
currently no way to determine who can exercise Aboriginal treaty rights in PEI, which is why it is important to establish a process. This process will not only protect our rights today, but ensure that our children and grandchildren rights are protected as well. Mm-hmm. For future generations. Mm-hmm. So important. And and what are kind of the next steps? What can people expect moving forward? Yeah, so right now we are focusing on educating. That's our step right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in January 2024 mm-hmm. to 2025, we will be um, starting up the engagement process and holding focus groups, um, one-on-one conversations, like little lunch and learn yeah presentations like yeah. just engaging with the communities to um get their feedback any comments concerns that they have um see where their understanding is at exactly yeah um ensure that they have a good understanding of the mm-hmm. process and the terminology yeah um there's not really like a time frame we're taking this process like step by step mm-hmm. and we're just taking our time with it. Mm-hmm. We do not want to rush it. So that's whether, like, after the engagement session from January to December, like, our, we're either going to take a step forward or we'll take a step back. But yeah. we're just going to take our time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the best way to do it. This is something, it's it's huge, and yeah, it will set a precedent for And it's something you can't rush. No, absolutely not. So uh, what's what's the end goal of Ninak Nogama? The end goal of Ninak Mi'kmaq is to establish a streamlined process by which the Mi'kmaq of PEI can decide who can exercise Aboriginal and treaty rights in PEI. For example, would be hunting and fishing rights, harvesting sweetgrass. So having a process that clearly defines who can exercise those rights, like you yes. said. And, you know, really, ultimately, it comes back to self-determination, self-governance, the mm-hmm. Mi'kmaq deciding who is Mi'kmaq and who can access the rights that only the Mi'kmaq have. Exactly. It's great work, and uh, it's been great to speak with you. I know there's there's probably a lot more we could talk about, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll be back in the future. And it's it's really fascinating work, and I know you mentioned you're really working hard to pique people's interest, and I think that's probably the hardest part, is piquing people's interest, getting them interested. And once they learn about this work, even just, you know, the basic facts of what it is, I think they'll actually get really, really interested. Like I it's, agree. It, the hardest part will be getting them there, yeah. and then they'll probably, you know, want more information and how does this, you know, affect my children or, or my grandchildren, and so it's, it's really great work. Thank you for taking some time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it, uh, and I hope that we were able to offer some insight you know, to those who are listening who don't know about Ninak Nogama or are curious about it or want to learn more. So, Will Allen, thank you for yeah. your time, Kira. Will Allen, thank you, Sean. And Will Aliok, thank you to all who are listening out there. Uh, and stay tuned for our next episode. I'm Sit Nogama, all my relations. Will Allen, thank you for listening. You can find out more about Olnaway and the rights and reconciliation process at olnaway.ca.